despite the public approval of the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ by the Father at his baptism at Jordan River, our Savior still needed to build consistency before that which was deposited in him could find expression to the fullness. Mark chapter 1 verse 35 tells us that before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. An isolated place to pray. Mark 14, 23. Mark 14, 23. After he had sent them away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. By himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. He was there alone. The reality about the commitment of our Lord Jesus Christ to the sustenance of his ministry and the gift of heaven in him that touched me the most is in Luke chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. The Bible says, But the news about Jesus spread all the more, all the more, and great crowds, great crowds came to hear him, to hear him, and to be healed of their sicknesses. Verse 16, Yet, yet, he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. He frequently, on the line, frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. Despite the increase in fame and the many miracles that accompanied his ministry, yet, he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. He refused to be carried away by the operations of the gift of God in him. He understood the need for frequent, consistent, daily, regular prayers. If you check all the scriptures I have read about our Savior so far, three things are very common about his prayer pattern. He rose early, very early, while majority of the people, probably, while more than 90% of the people were still sleeping, or were awake preparing to go to work, or awake playing games and doing their own thing, or watching movies, Netflix as you may call it today, Jesus was up and ready to invest into the gift of God in him. This is the one who was publicly confirmed by God and the host of heaven, yet he still needed to rise early in the morning to invest, to invest into the gift and the anointing of God upon his life. <sighs> the second thing about his spiritual investment is that he got out of the comfort of his immediate environment, the comfort of 
his immediate environment. Either he went to an isolated place or to the mountain or to the wilderness to pray, to stir up the gift of God upon his life despite the public affirmation and validation of his ministry by God. Yet, he rose early. He rose early in the morning, left the comfort of his room, either went to an isolated place or to the mountain or to the wilderness to pray. The common difference I have observed is that for many of us, we get less attracted into the secret place as the demand, the demand for the gift of God in us increases. We become too busy, too busy for the secret place. And in no time, we deplete, we diminish, we degrade in spiritual strength. What should carry the gift of God in us? What should propel the gift? What should, should stir up the gift? Burns out. Our Lord Jesus Christ understood the need for a consistent investment into the gift, the grace, and the anointing of God upon his life. <laughs> it is the demand of the Spirit, my friend, that the anointing that powers the gift of God in you must be sustained and must be sustained regularly. It is your responsibility to sustain the operations of the gift of God that has been deposited in you. If you must use that gift to fulfill his divine purpose to the fullness, then you must do something, you must do something to sustain it. It's like getting a gift of a brand new car. Although the car can do many good things, like taking you to nations, taking you to excellent places. In fact, the car can even become a means of, of generating income, a means of survival for you and your family. The car can become a tool of ministry that would help you to fulfill your assignment in your locality. But the reality is, the car would not function no matter how new, how wonderful that car may be. It would not function in all the diversities of his capacity until you consistently invest into that car. You need to put gas in it. You need to put gas in that car for it to take you to the great places you want it to bring you to. Similarly, your gift is like the car that can bring you to great and wonderful places in destiny if you invest and consistently put that gas, that fuel in it. What are you investing into your gift today, my friend? What are you investing into your gift? Tell me, do you just charge your phone once and for all? 
Even your phone, your phone, as small as it is, do you just charge it once and for all? Don't you need to charge it regularly for it to serve you faithfully? Do you just put gas or petrol or benzene or diesel or charge in your car once and for all? Do you do that? My friend has a brand new electric Hyundai car. He just got it recently. And I was so excited to drive in this brand new car with him. I was so overwhelmed, I must confess, I was so overwhelmed by the functionality, the gadgets, the beauty, and the design of the car. I was overwhelmed with it. It was it's such a beautiful car. And, you know, the most beautiful thing was that we drove on a mission trip to another city in the northern part of Holland. And after driving for about 270 kilometers or thereabout, we needed to pull over. To pull over to a Shell gas station to charge the battery of the car again. Oh, yes. As beautiful as the car is, as glorious as the car is, we needed to pull over. We pulled over from the fast lane. We made room for other cars to continue, to continue running, while we waited for some time until we had our full charge again. And then we continued our assignment. Beautiful gifts have been stranded on the highway of destiny because they were carried away with the functionalities of their gift. They were carried away with the beauty, the wonders, the lovely things and the design of their gift. They were carried away with the return, the fame, the glory, the beauty, the attraction their gift brought to them that they failed to pull over to recharge. They failed to pull over to recharge. They were carried away with the functionality of their gift. They failed to withdraw into an isolated place, into their wilderness, into their sacred place to recharge. They kept going. They kept going until they got grounded. They were too busy to stop too much in a hurry to stop and now they are stranded in the middle of nowhere calling for help and life support dearly beloved god has given you the gift his gifts and calling are without repentance but the extent to which that gift, your God-given gift, would find expression in your life and through your life depends on what you put into it, what you invest into it. How far the gift will bring you in this life depends on your investment consistent, constant investment into that gift. 
what is the essence of grace? Some may ask, why do I need grace then? I thought grace is all I need to use my gift. I thought my gift is on autopilot because of the grace of God at work in me. Oh yes, oh yes, grace enables you to invest into your gift gracefully. Grace empowers you. Grace enables you to stop when others are running. Grace enables you to wait in the place of prayer. While others were sleeping, while others are laughing, while others are joking around, while others are enjoying the pleasures of life and enjoying the attraction of the fame, of the glory, grace enables you to go into isolation to charge yourself again. Grace allows you to get off the stage, empowers you to leave the stage is very difficult. I must confess, to stop with my friend and recharge the brand new car was difficult. I enjoyed the car. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the speed. I enjoyed the silence. A 2021 model, brand new car. Wow, what a beautiful car. It takes grace to stop when you need to stop. When the ovation is loudest, when people are celebrating you the most. Friends, you cannot stop if grace is not at work in you. The temptation to continue is high. You cannot stop it. You want to keep the stage until grace finds its expression in you. Grace is what enables you to step down from the stage and withdraw into the wilderness. What sustained Jesus in the wilderness while he was praying? Grace. What made him to rise up while others were sleeping? Grace. What sustained him in the desert, in the secret place, in isolated places where nobody saw him, where nobody clapped for him, where nobody celebrated him? Grace. Have you not wondered? That it is so easy to pray in the open. Where there are many people, we pray with many nice words. God, our creator, our help in ages past, our hope for tomorrow. So wonderful. But when you are alone in your secret place, have you observed that it can be very difficult to find rewards, to even spend five minutes before the Lord? So what sustained Jesus? What sustained him in those isolated places of prayer that he had words to engage heaven consistently? Grace. Friends, may I conclude this morning by saying prayer, I repeat, prayer is the greatest and the most powerful thing on earth that you can invest into your God given gift here on earth. Luke chapter 5 verse 15 and 16 But the news about Jesus spread all the more and great crowds came to hear him and be healed 
of their sicknesses. Verse 16. Yet, yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. I pray this morning that we will learn this principle of our Savior. Remember he said, learn of me. Learn of me. When will you learn of him? When will you learn to quit the stage, to withdraw? Despite your rising fame, despite your wide acceptance, despite the power of your gift, when will you learn of him to withdraw? Men who learn the principle of withdrawal, men who learn how to arise a great while before day, men who learn how to isolate themselves, become mighty men in whom the gift of God find the fullness of his expression. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Amen. God